0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we thank you today for this service. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. God, we thank you for your word. And as we tune our hearts and our ears into you, Father God, Lord, we thank you for Holy Ghost uh, utterance. We thank you, Father, for impartations of the Spirit of God. We believe for that, and we thank you for that. Say this with me. Say, I take ears to hear what the Spirit of God has to say to me. I choose, I choose to hear it. I won't let the devil steal it from me. I won't, let the devil steal I won't be distracted from what the Lord has for me today. I won't be in Jesus' God. name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I do have a soft voice, so these louder mics help me a lot. I've had people tell me before, speak up, speak up. I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> amen. We're going to go right to the word, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. I know most of you, if not all of you, know this verse. But You know, uh, the Lord just kept kind of bringing me back here. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, timidity, but he has given us, and I'm paraphrasing, the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of a sound mind. Let's see that, say that again. Let's put ourselves in there, and make it personal. He's not given me the spirit of, of fear. Let's say that together, please. For God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. One more time, one more time. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power. And of love and of a sound mind. I feel like we need to say that one more time. For God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, what the, what the Spirit of the Lord uh, prompted me to talk about is don't be afraid. It's simple. Don't be afraid, but in case you have noticed, there's a lot of fear being peddled around uh, our, nat- uh, our nation today. A lot of fear here and there, fear about health, fear about government, fear about this, economics, fear about a lot of things, amen? And that has nothing to do with our own personal struggles or things that, you know, are in your own individual lives, but God has not given us that spirit, Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah, so God has given us uh, the, the possibility to, to, to reach the much-desired level of not being in a state of fear. Uh, fear in our spirits, fear in our minds, fear in our families. Uh, you know, uh, throughout history, whenever believers walked in fearlessness, uh, the witness of Jesus increased uh, exponentially. You know, there are a lot of circumstances throughout history, as we know, even in, even today, where people are persecuted greatly for their faith. But when people walk in the boldness of the Holy Ghost, uh, great things happen. Yeah. Now, I know nobody wants to think about bad or perilous times coming. We're already there. Amen. Amen. But greater is he that's in us. Yeah that are believers than he that is in the world. People without Christ are literally afraid of everything. They're afraid of rejection, afraid of the future, afraid of in the inner city gangs, or afraid of the dark. I mean, I know grown people who are afraid to be alone at home by themselves, afraid of terrorism, afraid of poverty, afraid of disease and germs, afraid of other races. There are some people afraid of other races. You know, so many fears. Some people are afraid of crowds, Some people are afraid to fly. I remember, you know, uh, Aretha Franklin, you know, not not having a fear of flying and never flying. So all of those engagements, she would be, you know, taking, she had her own custom bus and things like that. I'm not saying she never flew because I know she sang in London before in Europe. So, But I'm just saying there was a terror about flying. And, uh, you know, some people fear the Democrats. Some people fear the Republicans. Amen. Some people are afraid to go to church. And I might feel condemned. I've had people tell me, you know, why? You know, every time I go to church, you know, I feel convicted. I like, Well, yeah. I mean, you might, but that don't mean don't go. Amen. <laughs> so there's a lot of people afraid of a lot of things, and the non-Christian world is convinced that it is impossible to live without fear. Really, they may not say it that way, but in essence, they they, they teach they teach you so you can manage fear, but not necessarily eradicate fear. Amen. That's that's equal to saying that a little sewage in your drinking water is okay. Just a little just a little bit. You know, (laughs) just a little bit. I was looking uh, listening to this uh, radio program a few years back and and some of y'all may already know this, but there's a river in India called the Ganges River. And that river is considered by the people, many of the people that as to be the most holy river in India. And many people believe that if they can scatter the, the ashes of their dead in this river, uh, that, 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 that person will uh, be guaranteed entrance into heaven. Now get this, the, ash, the ashes of the dead are sprinkled in this river. Animals drink this water. People bathe in this water. Sewage is released into this river. It is a hundred times more toxic than the allowed level of drinking water, and yet people drink it every day because they believe it is holy water. My point being, fear, like sewage, is toxic. It's toxic. And, you know, even though, uh, you know, people all around us are living in fear, walking in fear, it's very common for people to have fears. And, you know, fear, is, fear is a, it can be a hidden thing. You know, we know the 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 main fears like where, you know, people you shake or you, you know, you get chills or things like that. or Somebody say boo and you, you know, do that kind of thing. But there are lurking fears, fear that are not so obvious. And you don't really know it until you get into a situation where you say, man, I didn't know, you know, I had fear like that. I didn't know that was hiding someplace lurking in my soul or in my spirit or in my life. And sometimes life can catch you at a certain place where you say, man, I didn't know that I had a fear about this thing. Grown people. People that's been saved, tongue-talking people, come on. Faith-filled people still have to deal with fear. Paul, I mean, is writing to Timothy now to a pastor saying, listen, I know it was faith in your grandmother. I know it was faith in you. Some Some of you all, that's the same testimony you have. You know, grandmama, big mama had faith, and mama got faith, and daddy had faith maybe. But the Lord is saying, I'm talking to you now, Timothy. He says, don't you be afraid because God didn't give that to you. Timothy was a young man. He was pastoring a church, and so he was, you know, a neophyte, a novice in, in one sense of the word. But he had the Holy Ghost. He had an anointing and a call on his life. But you know how it is sometimes when people are a little bit younger than you and they don't have all the experience. We say, you know, what What do you know? And how can you tell me about this? I remember listening to many sermons by Brother Hagan, and he saying how he pastored very young. 20 years old, 21 years old, and, you know, all of his congregation was older than him, and there were two families fighting, and he said, I I dare not get into that because they go, (laughs) he said, I didn't know how that was going to turn out, so he said, I just, uh, sometimes I just smiled and just walked in love and just taught about love a lot, a lot, a lot. (laughs) So sometimes, you know, people can be intimidating. No no people here, I'm not talking about y'all, but somewhere else, some people can be intimidating to some other other people, amen? So three quick reasons why born-again believers should not be afraid. Number one, as we said in the scripture, fear does not come from God. Hallelujah. Secondly, God is with you. Now, I know that sounds like a cliche, but it, you, you, you and I can meditate upon that until it becomes a living reality in your life. God is with me. And so if God is with me, everything God is and everything God has is with me as well. If God is with me, you know, God is not the author of confusion, but he's the author of peace. That means that peace is with me. If God is with me, God, is, that means joy is with me. Hallelujah. If God is with me, that means his anointing and his power is with me. So that when you say God is with me, you said a lot, amen. So we shouldn't be afraid because God is with me. Secondly, I mean, thirdly, God. the reason why we shouldn't be afraid is God has given us three powerful spiritual weapons to defeat and combat fear. If you're saved, fear is like a package delivered to the wrong address. If you're saved, if you're born again, when fear comes it's the wrong address. A few years ago, uh, a funny thing happened to us because, um, you know, uh, in our house, you know, our kids are grown. Uh, their package came in the house, and I mean, and it was a, um, I don't know, some baby formula, or something like that. Diapers, a baby formula. People send you samples. So I looked at Candy and I said, "Is this something you want to tell Watch me?" Out now. <laughs> she said, "Yeah, it's the wrong house." <laughs> Sometimes packages come to your house, and you have to write on there "Return to Sender." Amen. This, this don't belong in this house. I mean, I, I mean, thank you so much for the gesture. Maybe I could give it to my daughter from a grandboy or something like that. You know, but it's not for us. Amen. The same thing is true spiritually. The enemy will try to send us packages. He would try to serve you up. Well, t- take a little bit of this. And you know, you, you don't really, you have to be wise. You have to be safe. You know, you never know. And you know, listen, as God's people, we are to be wise. We ought to prepare for the future. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank yeah. you. That's godly. But watch when you're preparing. Watch why you're why are you preparing right now? I mean, are you preparing because you just saw a commercial? Are you over 45? Are you between the ages of forty-five and eighty-five? Think, man, that's a wide spread right there, you know. But they do things like that, right? And then they say, "Well, you know, are you are you experiencing these symptoms in your body and such and such and such and such and you know, you you know, if you keep listening, they probably gonna name something that you know that you felt. Oh yeah, I did feel a little tingle over here, you know, the other day. Or you know, well, you know, yeah, you know, it is true, you know. You can't listen to all that stuff. And not be affected by it. I know I've talked to some people. Oh, that don't that don't that doesn't affect me. Well, then the Bible's not true, because it seems that the Lord had a little bit more insight, and He said that you know uh, you know attend to my words, incline your ears unto my sayings, let them not depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart for their life. God says His words are life. That means that the other words. You know, we know we have to listen to other words. We know we have to avail ourselves to other natural material to live in this world. But you got to watch what's coming in your gates, in your eye gate, your ear gate. What are you listening to? What are you repeating without even thinking? What are you dreaming about? I mean, you, know, you know sometimes dreams come, and you say, Man, where did that come from? Oh my god, I'm not even thinking that." But sometimes it's because you've been watching things and it's been getting into you, gaining access to your life, and it will work against you. When you need to have all of your, uh, how can I say it? All of your faculties, your spiritual faculties working for you. It can start fighting and speaking against you. So why are you preparing your will when you're having a physical battle? I'm not saying don't be Why, If the Holy Ghost told you to do that, then do that, obviously. But don't just do it at that time because something is challenging your mind. Well, if I don't make it, You know, let me make sure all my ducks are in a row. Make sure all your ducks are in a row, period. But don't let the enemy push you into doing something at a time when you're already being challenged in your faith. And you're already being challenged in your mind about this and this kind of thing. You understand what I'm saying? We're people of faith. Are we people of faith in here? That means that we walk by faith and not by sight. Doesn't mean that we're impractical. Doesn't mean that we don't have our business together. Doesn't mean that we don't handle our business. You do all the above. But the wisdom of God will direct us how to do that, when to do that, and not to be motivated by a spirit on your shoulder talking to you, telling you to do this at this time. I'm telling you, the devil's tricky. He's he's deceitful, and, and one of his main tactics, one of his main skills, the devil is skillful. It don't make no mistake, you know people. You know he's skilled. He's been around a long time, and one of his main taxis, tactics is deception. Jesus said he is the father of lies. He 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 doesn't he doesn't know how to tell the truth. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So in in our text, Second uh, Timothy one seven, it emphatically states, "For God has not given us the spirit of fear." In other words, that since God did not send us the fear package. There is only one other possible source, and that is the devil, the enemy. Fear comes from a toxic source. It is not from God. And since fear is not from the Lord, the child of God doesn't have to receive it. Hallelujah. Uh, Since it's not from God, we don't want it because, as Jesus stated, the enemy only comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. That's his only uh, purpose. That's his only reason for coming. Fear is the channel that the enemy uses To ensnare people. It's it's what the the enemy uses to snare people. Now, just like God says, without faith it is impossible to please me, for he that comes to me must believe that he is, right? And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The enemy uses fear as a magnet to draw things to you. Hallelujah. He does. And it's subtle. Come on, say, "Fear fear is subtle. That's really key, people. It's really key because... I've found that a lot of, I mean, you know, you wouldn't know so much fear is happening. Let's just take this current pandemic or this outgoing pandemic. That's what people of faith say is uh, the former pandemic. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Outgoing It's come on, say, point this way behind you and say, it's outgoing. it's outgoing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you learn what people believe by what they do. I can say I believe something, but. If I stay home all the time, I I really believe this. Come on now. That's just the truth. I mean, you have to be real with yourself, right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to keep looking straight ahead. Amen. So, uh, So at any rate, secondly, God is with you even when you feel afraid. Because in spite of how you may feel at the moment, if you're born again, you're not alone in your battle. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is with you. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says this. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear thou not. Why? For I am with thee. Do not be dismayed. For I am your God. Dismayed here in the Hebrew means um, bewildered. It means dim. And it also means to look away. So we can say, don't look away from me. I'm your God. What's the tendency when you go through a trial? What did Peter do when Jesus said, come? You said, you know, if it's you, Lord, bid me to come. Right? And so he started coming. But the Bible says when he took his eyes off of Jesus, doesn't really say it like that, but when he put his eyes on the wind and the waves, he began to sink. Here the scripture says, don't be dismayed. Don't look away from me. I'm telling you, the critical time to keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus is, is, is all the time, of course. But when a trial comes, the enemy's going to tempt you to look away. Look at what's going on in your body. I didn't say ignore it. Just don't keep looking at it. You say, well, how could I do that? You do what you have to do. You go to the doctor or whatever. See what's going on. This is what's going on in your body. Take your medication, uh, you know, if the Holy Ghost agrees with that, Amen. And then, and then, while you're doing it, don't forget about the spiritual medicine. Yes. Take that medicine. Yeah. I'm talking, take it like you take that. I mean, it, it, you know, some people are real faithful to that natural doctor. <laughs> I, I'm all for medicine. I would be dead if it wasn't for natural. I suffered very. Bad from age zero to 21, born with asthma, stopped breathing, had pneumonia a couple of times, uh, been under oxygen tents, all that on steroids, the whole nine. So I'm not talking light of that doctors or anything like that. I have doctors in my family, uh, do have many doctors in our congregation, several of them. So I'm not talking against that. I'm just saying accept God's word, put it on a higher level than you put on a doctor's level, his word. Put his God's word on the highest level. Now, it's not automatic. You got to keep doing it because your mind will fight you. Um, I had so many allergies. I believe I was age 11. So they sent me to this uh, allergist and um, he told me, he said, well, you you know, they, you know, they, what they used to do. I don't know what they do now, but they would inject a little bit of different things in your arm just a little bit to see whether you have a reaction to it. And if it swells up, then they put a circle around it. So every Saturday morning for a while, until I just, my parents say, that's enough of that. We're not doing that. And I, and I said, hallelujah. Because literally they would do about 21 per Saturday morning, all up and down my arm. They would stick you a little bit of this. So they, they came out, they said, well, you're allergic to corn. You're allergic to tomatoes. You're allergic to hamburgers. You're allergic to hot dogs. You're allergic to polar sausage. You're allergic to soybean. It was like, I was allergic to, so an 11-year-old kid, basically you just took all of everything I eat out. Right. You can't, you're allergic to hot dogs, polar sausage. It was just like everything. I was like, what does an 11-year-old kid eat when you tell them you can't eat none of that stuff? So I would have to have a special meal made for me. And so I did this from 11 until about age, when I went to college at 17, turned 18, and, uh, and so I began to hear about, I mean, I was raised in, in faith. You know, I was raised in a home where our pastor taught that, prayed for the sick, raised the dead. So I was in a powerful church, but I just wasn't hearing it as a kid. I always thought that the only way to get a miracle was to get it through, um, uh, you know, uh, the gifts of the spirit. Lay hands on the sick or, the, or uh, you know, uh, gifts of the spirit, gifts of healing. So I went to meetings, A. Allen and things like that. My family would take me to those meetings to get healed. But I never received because I never attached my faith and my believing to that. I thought that, well, if you get hands laid on you, if they got it, then you get it. If they don't got it, you don't get it. So I am just, and I would oh, I leave around it, and then I would say, you know, well, what's wrong with me? You know, I see these people getting up out of wheelchairs. I see these people healed, but I'm not getting it. Well, you know, asthma's a little different in the sense that, you know, you don't know until you get an attack. So it's not like you can see you got healed. You got to believe you got healed. You, you understand what I'm saying? And so I begin to say, see, you know, that the, so 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 then I got married. You know, I start, well, I started listening to Brother Hagin and Copeland at about 18, 19 years of age, and I began to say, oh, Faith makes a difference. Oh, I could, I could exercise my faith yes. in what the word. Oh, I could receive based upon what the Lord said in his word. And so I said, oh, okay, well, we can do this. Yes. We, we, I, I, see, I thought it was all on God. Right. And probably half of the body of Christ still thinking that. Yes. Well, if the Lord want to heal me, he can heal me. If I don't get healed, I guess he didn't want it. Yes. Or whenever he gets ready to. No, 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 you're going to be waiting for a long time. Right. I mean, yes, you could be in a service, and the gifts of the Spirit would manifest, and you could receive that way, but listen, why do that? Why wait when you don't have to wait? Just be ready to receive, and just just say, okay, Lord, go to the Word. I believe I receive, and take it. Well, you know, so then I begin to say, oh, well, everything I want to eat, I'm getting ready to eat. Man, I've been doing... now. Now, I don't eat a lot of things now because I figured, you know, well, Polish sausage, hot dogs, probably not that good for me anyway, so why eat it? So I never really started eating it for a long time, right? But then, you know, like when I got married, you know, you know you ain't got a lot of money. You can have a lot of money, so let me rephrase that. You can get married with a lot of money. Amen. Amen. I didn't have, we didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> So, uh, so you know, she made, my wife made dinner, and, you know, it was bean day. Bean day. Beans and cornbread. All beans right. and cornbread. Yeah. 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 So this happened all of my life. Whenever I would eat any bean, my lips would swell within seconds. And so, you know, I had started back eating some things that were on that list from age 11, but I hadn't really started eating beans because... Uh, you know, my mother stopped making them that much because of that during childhood. And so I hadn't eaten any. So here's the test. Are you afraid to eat something? I said. So I said to myself, I said, well, beans are good for you. It's a good, you know, uh, thing. It's not bad for my body. It's a good thing to eat. And here I am, newly married. My wife has made a meal. And, you know, I, I don't want to say, you know, I can't eat it. You know, I mean, it's okay to say you can't eat if you're allergic to something. Man, she would have just probably made something else. But... I said, no, I've been saying this word for how long now? So I said, I'm going to eat these beans. I'm going to pray over these beans, and uh, I'm going to be fine. So I I put the first spoon of beans in my mouth, and I felt my lips tingling, just like they always did, you know, in seconds they're about to sweat. I put my hand on my mouth. I said, no, you don't. No, you don't. Christ has redeemed us from that. No, you don't. And that was it. It went away. They didn't swell up. And I've been eating beans ever since. So when we talk about fear not, these are very practical things that enter our lives. I'm not saying if you're watching me online, pastor didn't say go eat, go just eat what you're allergic to. No, I didn't say do that because there had been time of preparation in my heart. I had been in the word you know i had built my faith you know so this was just not a haphazard thing i was doing you do understand that sometimes people try to do stuff and then they die see they was trying to have faith and they died (laughs) yeah because you don't try to do it you do it and you do it and if the holy spirit say "Fool, don't eat the beans right now you're not you ain't there right now then you don't eat the beans You you, you, See, it's not just a mechanical thing. Come on now. We follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. We follow, or here's the thing about it. Here's how the Lord helped me. Um, If you don't have a red light, you can go forward. You know, I learned that from Kenneth Hagin because I was, you know, you know, the Lord deals with different people in different ways. He used to say this about certain people. He said, I don't know, but some people just seem to be more, in tune to the realm of the spirit than other people. You're, you're Maybe you remember Brother Hagen saying this about some people. They seem to be a little... You can grow there. Yes. Yeah. But God. some people just seem to be a little bit more... I was a little bit more heady, which means that I would try to analyze things in my mind. So when I would say, Lord, direct me on this, I didn't a lot of times hear nothing. Now I know y'all looking at me like, oh, Amen. how... Don't don't look at me like that. Come on. Everybody ain't having a word from the Lord every week and every month. So what the Lord let me, I heard Brother Hagin say this, and it helped me. He said, I go by as much as what the Lord don't say as what he does say. I said, oh, hallelujah, that's liberating for me. And so I began to say this to the Lord. I began to say, Lord, I'm about to do this. If I shouldn't do this, stop me, warn me, give me a word, uh, give me a witness, do something. That's how I got married. There were people who the Lord said, this is not your wife. But then when I met my wife and we dated for a little while, I said, okay, Lord, you know, I'm about to propose to her. So she's, she's, she's got all the qualifications. She's saved. She's spirit-filled. She's beautiful to me. She's intelligent. She has all the things that I want. So I'm about to say something. So if I shouldn't say something, give me a sign. Talk to me because I'm about to move on this, Lord. And I gave him some time. You understand? I didn't just jump up and do something, but, I, you know, I waited for a witness in my spirit, and he didn't say nothing. So I said, okay, that's a green light. Let's Praise God. Praise God. see people say, well, you know, what well, the Bible says in Proverbs 16, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. The spirit of man, your human spirit, when you're saved, is attached to the Holy Spirit. Yes. He's not going to give you a word for everything in life. Amen. Y'all looking at him, some of y'all looking at me funny. What did the apostle Paul said? He said, "I exercise my conscience to have to be void of offense towards God and man. I exercise my conscience. That's that just means that my conscience tells me when I start moving in a certain direction, you get a red light. So stop. What's that, Lord? What's that down here scratching? <laughs> Amen. Uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we're talking about fear, but you know, so I had to get rid of that, but you you never know what things or fears are lurking in your life until you sometimes step into a certain thing. I had something that happened to me weird this year. We have a nice walking path across our um, house. And I went out one day, but it's a lot of ducks. Geese. Yeah. Yes. I'm lots. And so one time I went walking, and it was right before I had to preach. And I had on my dress clothes. And I said, I'm just walking. I'm not running, you know. I think I'm going to do the run, you know, walk and and, uh, come back to the house, you know. So I walk out there, and I see these geese, maybe about 25, 30 feet out, and they got baby geese. So... They're sitting on the walking path, so I said, "Okay, well, I'm walking. I'm cool. I'm calm. You know what I'm saying? It's good, y'all. I ain't doing nothing. You know, I'm just walking up on you." So, so I waited because they they sensed me about maybe 25 feet out, and they cleared the path. Uh, the babies went first, and the you know the adult geese moved over. So they're like over maybe by where that wall is, you know, because there's a pond over there. So I thought I'm good, you know. Well, I I noticed, but I didn't really pay attention. Well, I don't know whether it's alpha male geese. He's just like right there. And so as soon as I get like maybe four feet past that goose, he rises up and comes at me. And so I'm like, what? This is not happening to me. I'm thinking this is not happening because, you know, maybe two or three geese came at me and attacked me. knocked, I fell on the ground, all this kind of stuff. So I was like, this is crazy. I'm like fighting geese. Now, I know some of y'all have seen that on YouTube, you know, about yeah. geese attacking me. But this has never happened. I've never been attacked by any kind of animal before. It was crazy. So I had, you know, different things. And, you know, I never, and I'm telling this story because I'm going somewhere with this. So anyway, I finally, you know, kicked a couple of them, got them <laughs> off of me, got up, finished my walk around the, you know, the walking path and went home. Well. I felt when I fell, I had on my dress pants, tore holes in my dress pants. It was crazy. It was just crazy. So I'm like, man, these, I like these pants. This is like one of my favorite pair of pants. Tore them up. Yeah, okay, so I'm just sharing this story with you. So listen, so at any rate, um, this happened a few months later. I was, came from, uh, uh, and Kenny don't even know this part. I came, when I came from Southwest Believers Convention. I start feeling like tingly in my throat and different things and all this kind of thing. And so I don't know what, what I don't know, but I probably had COVID. This is several couple of months ago. So don't y'all say, ooh. <laughs> I had symptoms of it uh, for like three weeks. I'm like, I mean, I sweat out of pajamas three times a night. And and I, I wouldn't go to the hospital because I'm like, my wife has got faith. I got faith. We good. It was nothing nice, and so I, I began to ask the Lord about this because uh, um, I, I had an encounter with this, and I, this is not in my notes. So maybe it help somebody. Uh, maybe like back when COVID first came out, I had this fever thing come on me, really strong, and uh, I stood up, and the Lord said, "Take the Word of God." And for one hour, I stood up. My daughter happened to be up like two o'clock. said, "Daddy, why? What you okay?" And so I said, "I'm good." And so I went to the, just quoted the word for one hour and every symptom left. Well, that was like a year ago. Well, this time it didn't leave. Right? I'm like quoting the word. I'm like, what's going on, Lord? This is, this is like shaking me. I mean, it's, you know, it really was intense. And, you know, my mind, since we talk about fear, my mind is working against My, my body it feels like it's on fire from the inside out. Literally, I'm like burning, burning, burning. And I took Tylenol a couple of times. But, you know, my mind is thinking, you know, see, here's the allergies, you can't take aspirin. You can't take penicillin. I haven't since I was a baby and had a reaction. So all these things running through my mind, we're rebuking, we, you know, this kind of thing. And, you know, and so I said, man, they take me there, they're going to probably put me on a ventilator. You know. I, so I'm, I'm thinking through all this. All this is running through my mind. And I'm having faith. At the same time, so I asked the Lord. Afterwards, you know, we covered. Thank God for a faith-filled wife, and you know, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. And you know, the Lord told me I laid hands on my, a couple of times, and I'd, you know, and and sometimes my the, the, my body would get cool under my hand when I rebuked that. It happened like two or three times when she did, but it would come back. So um, afterwards, I was talking to her. I said, "What's up with that, Lord? I mean, how did they get on me?" And he took me back to them geese. Here's the thing, he said you let fear in. He said, you didn't walk that path no more. You walked a different way. He said, you opened the door in a whole different category, but all the enemy needed was an open door, and now he puts something on you that, you know, before, I, I mean, I have testimonies of flu trying to come on me. This is honest God truth, and I it's gone in 20 minutes because I speak to it and then it just leaves. That's happened to me. So I haven't had the flu. It tried to come on me. But I got it off of me. But this time was like 15, 16, 18 days. I'm like, this don't understand with me like this. This is not gonna happen. But when you allow fear in, and it could be in a whole different category then the enemy will try to morph that in some other way and use that to attach something to you that doesn't belong to you. You see what I'm saying? So when we think about these things of the things the world is saying, well, you know, you got, a, you got the Pfizer or you got this, and you, maybe you need another booster. Maybe you need a, another booster. You can't listen to the world. You cannot listen to the world about godly things. I mean, get the, if you feel cool with the shot, get the shot. But even when you get the shot, you're going to have to get have some faith. Y'all do understand. Don't look at me crazy, people. This is stuff that's going on all over our nation. It's going over on all in the church. And, and you know, people are fighting about it. People are saying, well, that's just that's ignorant. That don't even make sense. People are not even doing this and doing that. Listen, two things you don't ever want to do is get in fear and get out of love, and they're connected. So you don't want really to be fussing about a shot. If you're good with the shot, get the shot. Get two or three of them if if, if the Holy Ghost agrees with you. I mean, but even after you get all of that, you're going to still have to go back to this word. word. It's just just the truth. Amen. It's just the truth. You got to go back to the people of God. We're responsible to believe the word. So maybe you, you have, you've been blessed with wonderful health most of your life. And so this is, you know, that's a blessing. I have people in my family. I have my older sister. That girl like a, got health like a horse. I mean, she just never got sick as a kid, you know. So I was the one, you would know, always around there fanning and taking care of and bringing food too. But, hey, listen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you got that good health, bless the Lord for it. But that doesn't mean be lazy with your faith in that area. Don't just depend on natural things to bring you through because I'm telling you, that's that's a spirit. COVID is a demon. (laughs) I know, I'm going to quit that, but it's a spirit behind it. I knew it because the very first time that thing hit me, I told Candy, I said, it was like a strong man who grabbed me around my body and I couldn't get out of his grip. That's what it felt like. And I said, this is not natural. This is not natural. So you can't just deal with spiritual things naturally. Okay. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. So the three powerful weapons to defeat the enemy the Lord has given us is power. That is that Greek word dunamis, which means holy ghost, supernatural power. You know, um, it's so important to know that as spirit-filled people, God gives us the spirit of God to combat natural and supernatural things. Yes, there are some diseases and some things that just happen because we're in this fallen world, and, you know, your body can get aged, your body can have weaknesses in certain areas, you can have genetic flaws or things like that, things that came through the parental line or whatever, but they have a supernatural parent. Which means that by the power of the Holy Ghost, you can attach it. You can attack it supernaturally. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes as believers, we're, we, we do have the, we are filled with the Holy, we're, well, well, maybe not that day, but <laughs> we, we do have the Holy Ghost, a better way to put it, amen. Uh, you know, we can be refilled. We can get a refilling, amen. Thank, come on, put your hands up and say, thank you, Father, for a refilling of the Holy Ghost. But sometimes believers operate like non-believers in in their everyday life. They function like they don't have the Holy Ghost. Because they just do everything natural. But allow the Holy Ghost to help you in your business. Allow him to help you in your family. Allow him to help you with your health. He'll tell you, don't eat that. He'll tell you, eat a little bit less of this and a little bit more of that he tell you, you need this vitamin. Take that. And sometimes we get confused about this because we say, well, I'm a Holy Ghost person. I don't need to. Yeah, you need to eat right. Yes. I need to eat right. Yes. You know, and, and it can't. it's not always what your body looks like. I'm small, but I could eat a lot of sugar Me too, if I allow myself to. You know what I am mean? Some people say, well, you look healthy. You know, you probably do this and that. Yeah, but, you know, diabetes is real. You can't just eat sugar, 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 and then you, you know, say, Lord, heal me, and he will, but you just get sick back again. Y'all, I'm t- touching some sacred cows, you know, but it's just the truth, so that's called the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God will teach us how to live and not just how to uh Get over the emergency. See, see, see Pente, I was raised Pentecostal, which means that, you know, you just, you know, you believe God for a miracle all the time. All the time. <laughs> I need some money, Lord. I need some health, Lord. I need this. I need my kids to act right. Miracle, 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 miracle. Yes. Thank God for miracles. But you know, the Bible say the miracles are also for the unbeliever. i of y'all getting funny. I'm going to pull up off of that, but I'm just telling you. So, we could, you should use the power. You know, elephants, you can't kill them with a 22. You're going to piss them off. <laughs> you're going to make them mad. Shoot an elephant with a 22, you're going to make them mad. Right? Even with a 12 gauge shotgun, you got you to have a special bullet to penetrate the skin. You better hit it right. <laughs> What's my point? Some people are trying to use a twenty-two against the devil, a demon. And you keep trying to use natural means to address a spiritual issue, and all you're doing is, just, you know, you you may deflect it for a while, but it's gonna come back. And and when and when we just try to use natural means to deal with fear, that's what happens. There's all kinds of things that people do in the natural to overcome fears and i'm not saying they're all bad or won't work hallelujah thank you jesus so you know in the story you may remember this uh when uh jesus was uh, headed to jairus house jairus was a ruler right of the synagogue and his 12 year old daughter was deathly ill right let's look at that in uh mark chapter 5 verse 51 I spent a little bit more time about, on that, but maybe it'll help somebody. Since that time, the Lord has told me several things, natural things, um, to do to help my health. Number one, drink water. Mm. Lots of it. You know, uh, stop eating sugar so much. Sugar's in everything. Bread. You know, you ring those little packages you like to drinks, and it's got um, fructose, uh, corn corn syrup, high fructose and stuff in it. It's all sugar. And so, I mean, maybe y'all already, y'all already know this. Maybe some people out here don't know it. But it's so important because we wonder why people are suffering so much physically and why we're always praying for health. But some of these things are just natural wisdom. Find out about it. Find out about what you eat and what you drink. And then just be good to it. Amen. Dude, I mean, you know, everybody's body's different, which is another thing about these mandated vaccines. And I won't go into that. But, you know, everybody's body's different. You can give one person something and they fly through it and the next person, and it's not good for them. Holy Ghost. Come on, lift your hand and say Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. <laughs> You say it again. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. We're, not no, we're not robots. We have a living Savior on the inside of us Hallelujah. and the Spirit of the living God on the inside of us. He will guide us and teach us yes. in all things. He will show us things to come. Yes. He will direct us. Yes. I'm telling you, He will direct us, do this. Don't do that. Don't yes. do that. Yes. Don't do that. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, in this scripture that went to Mark chapter... 5 verse 51, if you could put that on the screen for me, I could read it. That would help me. Was it 6.51 or 5.51? Do I have it right? Or is it Luke 8.51? Thank you. I'm all the way wrong. In the NIV translation, it says when... Well, uh, Thank you, Jesus. Say, Lord, help him. Verse 50. So Jairus was going to uh, ask, he asked Jesus to um, come to his house to pray for his daughter. And and what Jairus said was, come to my house and lay hands on my daughter and she shall be healed. She shall be healed. So his faith was wherever, uh, if you come to my house and do this, I know she'll be made whole, right? Always know where you are in your faith. Don't fake it. Amen. Don't don't try to fake it. Don't try to do something somebody else did. Just you follow the witness of your spirit. So so Jesus came. He didn't try to change his mind and say I don't have to come. You know I just speak the word. No, that was the centurion. Jairus needed Jesus to come to his house because that's what he believed. Amen. And so it says, and when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter, James, and John. Uh, let me uh, let me back up. I need to back up to where. Yes. When Jesus heard it, this is when the report came from the house. Uh, your daughter's dead. Don't trouble the master anymore. Jesus said these words, fear not and believe only. I like to rephrase that. And she shall be made whole. Fear not and only believe. Sometimes the reason why faith don't work is because it's contaminated. It's mixed up with fear. Yeah. It's not that there's no faith there. It's just that you got, you got a mixture. Yeah. Amen. So he said, fear not and believe only. So, But how do, you, how do you fear not when you have fearful circumstances facing you? That's a good question. Here's the a, here's a main answer. You have a inside, You have inside information. Let's say you were working at a job and they were about to do mass layoffs. But the CEO had called you in the day before and said, we're about to do mass layoffs, but I'm not laying you off. So don't worry about it. Would you feel a little bit more relieved? When you heard about layoffs, now you may feel bad for the people who got laid off, but you wouldn't be worried about that because you had inside information from the top down. Well, as a people of God, we have inside information from the top down. When Jesus tells you, fear not, believe only, and your daughter will be made whole. You have inside information. Well, the Lord has told us a bunch of things in his word about health and wholeness and well-being, living this life in victory, amen, We overcoming the world, overcoming these things that would oppress us through Jesus Christ, through the word of God, through the anointing power of the Holy Ghost, and so we need to learn and practice and rehearse and meditating on not fearing and believing him only. But we have to meditate upon that and practice that even in the everyday ways. 1 John 4, and I'll begin to close, amen. 1 John 4, beginning at verse 18. And I want to read it in the Amplified Translation. Fear, its source is um, the enemy. It says here in 1 John 4 verse 18 in the Amplified Translation, there is no fear in love. I like to change no exchange no with zero fear. There is zero fear in, lo- in the love of God. Zero fear in the love of God. Let's say that there is zero fear, zero fear. In, the in the love of God. Dread does not exist. But full grown, complete, perfect love. I love this, turns fear out of doors and expels every trace, every trace of terror. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love is not yet grown into love's complete perfection. There's a whole lot in this verse. I used to wonder about that verse and say, "What, what, what does it mean, perfect love cast out fear? And I always thought about the horizontal love loving people that is key but we forget about the vertical loving God and allowing him to love you receiving his love for you knowing and believing the love that God has for you not just knowing it but believing it if I believe God loves me I believe he's going to rescue me off this bed of affliction if I believe God loves me I believe he's going to rescue me out of this Awful situation. I believe, amen, that his power is available. His anointing is greater, even than a character flaw. Because sometimes people have more faith in their failure than they do in God's love. More, I mean, you talk to people, you witness to them, you tell them, the Lord can bring you out of this, don't worry about it. You don't know what I've done. You know what they're saying. I have more faith in my flaws than I do in God's ability to raise me up. God's grace, God's power, God's love is greater than your weakness. But the, here's the issue. Whatever you meditate upon, you will become great at. If you meditate on your weakness, you will become a greatly weak. And, and you will become confident in your weakness. How many people do you know who say, I can't give up this lifestyle? I cannot quit doing this i i, I can't I, I mean i see that i shouldn't be here but I, this is where i am and this is just you know i am here you know at this point yeah that's just because that's what you've been meditating upon and practicing now, oh, i'm getting to somebody right now i know it listen and sometimes it's even a matter of doing things the lord has told you to do There's not not you're in sin or anything it's just moving forward and going forward in the things the lord has called you to do because it takes faith to step out yeah. it takes faith To move out. Amen. And so, uh, but fear will challenge our minds. And so he said that perfect love, uh, full grown perfect love, which means there's a maturity thing here. We can grow in the love of God by meditating upon. uh, You could go to sleep like that. Lord, I thank you. I've known and I believed the love you have towards me. Come on, put your hand right here and say, Father, I thank you. I know and I believe the love that you have for me. I know it. But I also believe your love for me. Keep meditating on that. It will change you. It will change you because doubting God's love for you is what the enemy uses to hurt your faith. It's really true. Think about giving. Could the Lord get that back to me in time to pay my light bill? I don't know if I can give that. If you feel prompted to, you do understand what I'm saying, right? And so the love of God does the work. Perfect, complete love turns fear out of doors, expels every trace of terror. I remember in the 1970s, uh, some of y'all remember, uh, this wasn't in the 70s, this was in the 80s or the 90s, Mr. T? Well, Mr. T was from Chicago, and he used to be a bouncer in a nightclub. You say, how do you know? <laughs> I haven't always played in church. <laughs> so anyway, so he, he was a bouncer for this nightclub in downtown Chicago. And what does a bouncer do? No, I never got thrown out by Mr. T. I'm not saying that, but I'm just simply saying that uh, they remove somebody who is unruly. Somebody who's not supposed to be there. Well, I like to think of the perfect love of God as a bouncer. Because it says perfect, complete love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. You don't have to do it, but the more you meditate on the love of God, the more you uh, sit and get that in your spirit, the love will turn fear out of doors. The love will expel every trace of terror. Terror is lurking. I'm telling you, people are afraid, man. People are afraid in our, in our nation. I, I'm not trying to put some on people. They just talk fear. Fear is everywhere. These commercials, is, is pumping fear. It's selling fear. It's, you know, it's in everything that you look and listen to. But not the people of God. Because we shut that off, don't we? Yes. Amen. You put on the word. You put on the Victory Channel. You put on VTN, right? Yes. Amen. And you listen to those words because the more you feed your faith, the more you will starve your doubts. Amen. God wants us fearless. Come on, say, I believe only. I fear not. I believe only. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your people today. I thank you for this word, and I thank you for the Holy Spirit helping and shaping this word to meet Someone, somewhere, wherever they are, Lord God. I don't know where people are, but you do, Lord. And Father, I thank you, Father, that the Holy Spirit right now would minister to the hearts of people. Whether it is fear over a child, the well-being, fear over health issues, fear over financial issues, fear over relational issues. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you for deliverance right now. Thank you, Lord, for whole, wholeness and healing. And Father, I bind that very spirit of fear, tormenting fear in the name of Jesus from harassing and tormenting your people in the name of Jesus. And we speak the peace of God. Speak the peace of God over every man, every woman, every boy, and every girl under the sound of my voice. Hallelujah. Put your hand on your midsection, and we're going to speak some things as the song said to speak. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's just pray in the spirit for for a few seconds. Hallelujah. <speaking in Spanish> If you have some fear lurking somewhere that you're aware of, I just want you to, us to speak out loud and say, Fear, I resist you in the, in the name of Jesus. We're going to speak that out. So you have to talk to fear. Fear is a spirit. It's not natural. It's not just an emotion. It can, it can produce emotions, but it is a spirit. So you need to speak out loud to it. Say, Fear, in the name of Jesus, I resist you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You did not come from God. You don't belong to me. And I resist you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. Hallelujah thank you Jesus somebody said what are you going to do I believe God what are you going to do about your mortgage I believe God what are you going to do about your body I believe God what are you going to do about the torment that's trying to come against your mind I believe God that it shall be even as he told me hallelujah thank you Jesus now I want us to put put your hand on your midsection and say peace Peace. be in you you. Peace peace of God be in you and prevail in the name of Jesus. Put your head, hand on your head and say, Peace, peace. Be, in be in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Peace of God be in you. Hallelujah. Now let's lift up your hands and begin to thank the Lord for his peace prevailing. Thank you for your peace, Lord. Thank you for your peace, God. Thank you for, the, for your peace displacing the spirit of unrest. Thank you for the peace of God prevailing over individuals and families and ministries. The peace of God. Peace shall on be in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. We praise you for it.